Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Hippie and Cowboy Podcast. My name is Mike Ramey and I'm joined today by my very handsome host, Delane Young. Delane, how you doing? I'm not doing too bad today, Mike. How about you? I'm doing excellent, man. I'm I'm very excited to finally start this podcast with you. It's something we've been wanting to do for a very long time. For a while. Years. Years. Literally years. About like yeah. four we, years almost. Yeah, because we met in England. We were both stationed over there. For those of you who don't know, we were stationed together in uh, with the Air Force over in England. Me and Mike instantly just started bonding over music. We were yep. figured out pretty quickly that not a lot of people have the same taste in music and just want to get down to the real good music. So me and him just kind of gravitated towards each other, first with classic rock, and then I feel like yep. we slowly started expanding our horizons. Yep. And it was really the, the two deployments we went on together that yep. solidified um our friendship and we uh, we both worked days flight together so we spent more than enough time around each other and whenever we were posted on the gate together and it would uh traffic would die down we would just sit there and listen to music for hours we'd take turns actually whenever we were in england we have a thing called music sundays and yeah. we'd get together and we we get his little uh remember your little arctic whatever speaker whatever altic lansing yeah do i still have that welcome to altic lansing yeah we we'd just have, take yeah. turns two hours, two, three hours, drink a couple of beers and just go back and forth on music. Yeah, we would just one person went after another playing a song. Well, well, anyways, let's get into why we call this the Hippie and Cowboy podcast. Strange name if you're just now hearing that. But um, if you're familiar with Cody Jinks, he's one of our favorite artists. He had a song called the Hip Hippies and Cowboys. And we always we really bonded over that song and we always kind of projected ourselves into that song. Um, Delane as the hippie, he's kind of has a hippie soul and me as a cowboy, I have a cowboy soul. I'm originally from Texas. So it, it kind of yeah. makes sense. I'm from Michigan originally. And I've bounced around my fair share, lived out of the back of my truck. So it kind of lends itself to the hippie name. It does, man. We, we really are kind of almost like the personification of that song. I feel like, and this, yeah. this podcast is also another, personification of that song well i feel like another big reason that we picked this song is kind of like that lyric that we've talked about many times it's uh raising hell with the hippies and the cowboys they don't care about no trends they don't care about music that sells and that's, that's what we're here for that's perfect man um whenever i was making that intro video which you guys saw before this i listened to that song about a million times in a row and still didn't get sick of it so that's just a testament to the song but those lyrics, I just kept hearing them over and over again. I'm like, wow, this really is the perfect song. Like, I, I, I knew it was our song, but I didn't really, it really hit me when I was making that video. I'm like, wow, this, this is just an absolute perfect song for this podcast and for um, what we're trying to, to get at with this. Songs that we don't care about, no trends, obviously. And we don't care about songs that sell. We're going to provide you a lot of, um, I think great insights into a lot of um, songs that are underlooked, artists that are underlooked, production companies that are underlooked, instead of just what's hot right now. What do you yeah. think, Delane? No, I mean, you said exactly right. I mean, we're going to be touching on, it's not like we're, I mean, this mm -hmm. first podcast, touch on the Easy Eye sound, which is kind of like a, 
I don't know, almost like retro kind of country. I don't know how you want to really define it because every artist is so different, but we're going to hit you guys with some rock, some good country, even some like old school rap. Like we're not yeah, discarding any kind of genre by any means. We're just looking at to highlight some artists that we're trying to get everybody to pay attention to because they're making really good music. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at me. I got a, a Sturgill, little Sturgill thing right here. If you guys know Sturgill Simpson, great country artist who also made a rock album and i got the grateful dead i mean they're two completely different artists um, we, like them all. we like them all well before we get into our main topic uh i just want to get into what we've been listening to lately uh obviously we've been listening to easy eye sound the production uh, label that we're gonna the main topic of our show today but lately i've been playing this banger of a song over and over again dan i don't know if you heard this song it's called diamonds diamonds western or diamond western by arlo mckinney and it's from the album of the same name it's like his first uh like big album uh have you listened to it no i have not described it to me dude it is <laughs> such a banger it is um so arlo he's from cincinnati ohio and a lot of the album talks about his time living in ohio and the song is about um if he doesn't leave Ohio right now, he's never going to leave. He's going to die Midwestern. So the song is about uh, really about just him wanting to get up and leave. And there's like this girl he meets uh, who eventually kind of changes his way of thinking. And then he wants to get out of Ohio with her. Um, or at least that's how I interpret the song. I could be wrong, but that's what's great about music is you can interpret it in any way you want. Uh, but dude, the song, it's like a, it's like a country folk song. It reminds me a lot of kind of like maybe early 90s music with a little bit of i throw in even a little bit of code it kind of sounds like cody jenks in a way but dude but is newer? huh is it newer or is it kinda... yeah it just came out the album just came out last fall and even apparently i, I was reading an article about it, even john prine recommended this guy he's been like kind of low-key for a while he's a little older i think he's in his 40s yeah. um he's got a lot of sad like kind of like more somber and slow country songs that he's been releasing for a while. I saw on YouTube, they have a decent amount of views. He's probably really big in Ohio. Um, but dude, this song, it, it's just, it's such a good song. It's just, it's so fun and upbeat. And it just, dude, it makes me, it just makes me happy. It makes me smile every time I listen to it. That works perfect. Yeah, for me, I've been listening. I've been skiing a lot. I live out in Colorado now. So skiing a lot. And when I get out on the mountain, I go through like a wide variety of music. A yeah. lot of it's old school 90s raps and like MF Doom, Wu-Tang, stuff like that. But then next song, you know, I'll be hitting some bluegrass. I'll be listening to like Trampled by Turtles. Uh, Green Sky Bluegrass is another really good band. They yeah, you show me that. Bluegrass, yeah. yeah. Other than that, that's about it. And then, like you said, Easy Eye, which this is an easy topic for me because my boy Dan dan the man i always got black keys and dan Auerbach on repeat so yeah man yeah man that's that's easily my favorite rock rock band of all time yeah and dan dan the man he's just he's right there with sturgill man for me if if you know me and you're listening to this podcast you know how much i love sturgill simpson so when i say dan the man is right there with sturgill you know I'm, it's pretty he's pretty serious dude touches his gold it's gold. gold it is gold um so let's go and get into the topic of Easy Eye Sound. It is a production label founded by Dan Arbach, the main vocalist and guitarist of the Black Keys for over 20 years. He founded this in 2017. Um, so he, him and uh, Patrick Carney, the, the drummer of the Black Keys, 
they are from Akron, Ohio, and they recorded a lot of their stuff there for a long time. Um, they took a, like a five-year break, four or five-year break from the Black Keys, and they kind of did their own stuff. Yeah, and then Dan, um, he moved to Nashville with his family, and he, he started his – he, like, built a studio called Easy Eye Studios, and he recorded his solo – his uh, first solo album there and a few other things there. He's like, you know, screw it. I'm just going to call the production label Easy Eye Sound as well. Mm-hmm. It's like this – if you look it up on uh, – on Google image on Google images, you can see the little studio. It looks like an, it's like in the middle of nowhere. Have you seen Not it? Rinky dink. Yeah. Yeah. It's like rinky dink. And, and, but yeah, that's just goes to show you don't need to be anywhere. It, it super kinda, nice to make phenomenal music. Like, uh, muscle shoals. There's some rinky dink little place, but just time after time, just something about certain studios that just produce greatness. Yeah. I mean, back to Sturgill, he recorded his, his rock album in a, like a two-star motel in Detroit, Michigan, just because. Yeah. And that thing slaps. Sometimes you just feel it. Sometimes it's just wherever the music takes you. Yeah. Well, anyways, back to Easy Eye Sound. The production company, um, so far, they've released 17 albums. Uh, so let's go down and order some of them. His first one was Robert Finley, Going Platinum. Actually, Micah. What? What, what do you want to do? Robert Fit. Look, let me go this way. Robert Finley, Going Platinum. Uh, you, if you have the record, you, you probably know more about him than me. Yeah, I mean, I don't really I to speak on his like biography, I can't tell, but I watched he, I got hooked on him as soon as I watched his Tiny Desk concert, which if you're watching this on YouTube, you can go over there and watch it. The dude is a blind man. Dan Auerbach picked him pretty much damn near off the streets and just put money into him and invested him because he just could hear this guy's soul and what he had to say and just so beautiful. Like yeah, he doesn't have a lot of glitter and glam, but you hear his songs and you hear his voice and you just tell that it's soulful, it's powerful. It's very authentic. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I love, Um, did he have his own tiny desk or is he just the one with Dan? The one with Dan. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So that's the one under Dan Auerbach's. Okay, I didn't know. I just remember him, they brought, uh, Dan brought him on to sing uh, Get It While You Can. Yeah. Man, it's, it's when you watch that video, it's in, it's like um, it's very contagious. His energy, yeah, he, he just makes you smile because this dude has. I mean, like I said, he's a blind old man. He doesn't really have much, but he's just so happy. He's just happy to be there singing, and it just shows you how much love he has for music. And it's really is contagious. You can see everybody around him, Dan and Pat McLaughlin, they're all just smiling, having the best time because this guy just exudes so much energy. Yeah, for sure. This kind of records you put on and. Like the background of a, a party, I, I feel like. Yeah. And it's just, it'd just be good vibes the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got the second album of Shannon and the Clans. Or Clams. Clams Onion. I love. They're I, awesome. They're they awesome. might be one of my favorite groups out of the Easy Eye sound. For sure. They're, they're very unique. Very, yeah. very unique. It's hard to place them. Like, they're kind of like garage but at the same time like especially if you get back in their older stuff their easy eye record is pretty i don't even know how you describe that almost like uh very retro but like some of the other stuff is kind of more like it almost sounds like a garage doo-wop yeah it does it sounds very i get almost kind of patsy klein feelings from shannon's voice yeah and it does sound like straight out of 1950s but almost kind of a little bit of psychedelic and that's i think that's from dan from him producing the sound yeah it's very very unique it sounds old but new at the same time and that, i think that's a lot of the records on here too if you check the album covers all of them are super retro yeah i was actually just listening to their music right before you called me on 
this and I was listening to The Boy. If I have one song to recommend out of this would be The Boy. The Boy. I I think my favorite song from the album is I think it's, uh, it's the biggest one, Backstreets. I think it might have a million plus views on YouTube. That song's fantastic. Yeah. We um, would play it for you guys on here, but with copyright issues, we can't really play a whole lot of music. Yeah. And that's what happened when I was making the the intro video. I bought the uh, the actual uh, album studio version of Hippies and Cowboys off of Amazon Music and downloaded it. And then I posted it on YouTube just to see if people get copyright striked. And of course it did. So but all I did, I, I have this like third party app where I can strip any YouTube video I want. And I just found a live version of mm-hmm. the same song. And that's what we're using. I think it sounds better anyway. It's we, we, we prefer live music anyway, so oh, yeah. it, it fits the podcast anyway. You need to. So next we have is Sonny Smith, Rod For Your Love. I've only listened to this album a few times. Have you ever listened to it? I'm, I'm getting through it one time while I was doing some research on this, but not a whole lot. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's my favorite one. It's very, I think it's a very unique type of sound, and it almost kind of reminds me of a David Bowie record. If you like David Bowie, I would definitely listen to this. It's very, his voice is kind of very estranged, like David Bowie and the sound. It's, it's weird. It's a weird album. I, I think it, it's a very niche. It, it only fit a few probably retro music listeners. But um, next, so for the success from Shannon and the Clams, uh, Dan brought Shannon Shaw back. And she did her own record, Shannon Shaw, Shannon in Nashville, which yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like, uh, uh, I look at it like uh, Brittany Howard, a great artist in the Alabama Shakes. Yeah. Like, take this powerful, beautiful woman's voice and put it like by itself. And no matter what, it's going to sound amazing. But I kind of like the music with the backing band. I like the energy it brings with her band and everything like that. But I still love the album. It's definitely a good yeah. one. I hope Dan they, they they bring the clams back. Yeah, me too. Because they I think they haven't released or even talked about anything in the past couple of years. No, I don't. I'd have to do some more research myself to see if she she went to another record label. Maybe she did. She got bigger. All out. I don't know. I doubt it. Dan's such a cool guy. Um, one of my favorite records coming up is Mockingbird by the Gibson Brothers. Phenomenal album. Have you listened to this? I've go- same thing. Just a little bit. Yeah, scan through it. My God, dude. So these the Gibson brothers were like a super low-key, like bluegrass, old-school country uh, band. And it was a duo of the, the two brothers. Um, they're a little bit older, too. I think they're in their late 40s, 50s. And they've made a few albums here and there, but nothing like, nothing big, nothing grandiose. And Dan, so I, this is what I love about this, this production label that Dan Auerbach has created. He finds a lot of low-key artists that no one's really been listening to or no one's had the privilege of listening to. And he takes them in and he brings them in this, his studio in Nashville and he makes us just a, a great, unique, retro, but new sounding album every single time. And you, if you just look at the covers of these albums, they, they, they tell you a lot of the story of what you're going to hear when you listen to it. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, Shannon, the clan's album is this giant green hand holding the whole band and it's like pink but around it. My choice, you can tell you're into for like a little bit of more, like you said, like the psychedelic, like doo-wop. And these guys, it's like a really dark, complected cover. And it's like, you can tell what you're about to get into. It's almost foreshadowing everything. Yeah. And um, one song I would definitely recommend from the Gibson Brothers is they do a cover of R.E.M.'s Everybody Hurts. Yeah, Everybody Hurts. Yeah. 
Yeah, everybody hurts. I don't know why. I lost my train of thought right there. And it's phenomenal. It's like a it's like a psychedelic country soul version of that of that original song. And excuse me, a lot of the original REM guys even say it's the best cover they've ever heard of that song. It, it's it's that. phenomenal. It's excuse me, man. Drinking this coffee, it's killing me. Um, I wish I could play it right now. It's just I just a song you play and you just sit back and listen to it. I actually like it more than the original version, which. I know some REM. It's impressive when you can beat the person's original. As a cover, if the person who wrote it looks at it and says, okay, that's a good. It's a, kind of like a Johnny Cash and Hurt. The yeah. most famous rendition of like, or example of. That's yeah, probably cover. the greatest cover of all time. I don't Just The cover over-exaggerating or overdoing the original. See, how I have a few covers is I don't mind if you cover a song, but I think you need to put your own spin on it. You can't just, I must say you can't, but. I just feel like you, you need to put your version of the song. Like Johnny Cash made a Johnny Cash uh, hurt. He didn't just do Nine Inch Nails. He didn't just do the same song. He he, And it felt so real, especially to his stage in life. I mean, it's his last album. He was dying. and Yeah, didn't he die like four or five months right Yeah, it, it was very soon. Very soon. These guys do the same thing with R.E.M.? Yeah. I mean, they haven't died. Hopefully, they come back and make another <laughs> album. But... um yeah man they it's it's a truly phenomenal cover of that song it's one of my favorite covers of, of all time i'm not even joking it's it's yeah. so good um and then next we have chuck arbach who is dan's father see this is another remember thing me that i love that dan does he takes just any like for the most part i'm sure uh chuck arbach was not anything spectacular maybe he's picked up a couple guitars and sang a little bit but he just finds the beauty in the music and every walk of life mm-hmm. and he'll just put it out there and he make it just into an amazing amazing album yeah he has a very raspy um deep voice he's i don't know if you've listened to tom waits before he sounds like tom waits mm-hmm. and the one song i would recommend from this is mild man um you can find the youtube uh, the music video for it on youtube on easy Eye sounds uh channel and it's his voice is going to sound very unique to you. If you if you don't really get involved in that much different types of music or genres, uh, it's going to probably sound. I wouldn't say bad, but it, you just it's going to be very new to you. He he almost sounds like he's telling a story. Yeah. His voice his voice is like very deep and raspy, but he, I think part of it is more of the sentimental thing, like having that father son production artist or producer artist relationship is puts a unique twist on everything. It is cool, man. It just shows you that Dan, Dan is not in it. Just like hippies and cowboys. He's not in it just to make money. He, he doesn't care about songs that sell. He wants to make, he wants to build a legacy. He wants to put them albums that, that are cross generational. A lot of music today is just good. It's just popular now. It, right. it, it won't be pop. It's not even popular like a month later. There's so many. Th- Crazy thing is that like, I feel like people are uh, noticing it now. I mean, I think he's been put up for producer of the year like the past six or seven years or something yeah yes people in the music industry recognize what he's doing it's just like you said he doesn't care about making it the mainstream i think a lot of this this music that's relating to easy i sound like other artists like sturgill and and others i think they, they make music that is, it's going to last for the long run it, it, it's going to sound good 10 years from now it's going to sound good 30 years from now yeah. um all these albums they're they're just they're they're multi-generational albums. They're not just going to sound good now. And again, like I said, that's a problem with a lot of today's music. It's good and popular for a week. 
and then it's on to the next one and it's on to the next one and then it's on to the next one so it's always who's hot right now not not let's let's make some art you know you're an artist make make art you know Mm -hmm. i was talking to my parents about this recently about um the difference between performers singers and artists and garth brooks who if you're going to watch this podcast, you're going to get to know that I cannot stand Garth Brooks. He he ruined country music. He turned it into a he turned he, he's the one that started stadium or stadium country stadium country. Yeah, he started the the, the more of a performer than an artist. He he's like friends in low places. I hear that song. I want to throw up just I don't hate him personally. And his music's not terrible. But he when he came around and friends in low places blew up, he started the stadium country and it just devolved it didn't evolve it devolved into a lot of the country music today it's just all about it's just like a pop music it's like what's hot and who's the best on the stage yeah but yeah we ran off topic there for a while but i think that was a really good little conversation Uh, i think that was good um so after dan arbach's father's album we have d white southern gentleman d white i like a lot yeah, I had never dived in any of his music, but what he did and what Dan did with him was amazing. I, yeah, I was so into him. I went on Rolling Stone and I looked him up, and they wrote a really good cover piece on him. Uh, yeah, when everybody go read. Yeah, we'll put that in the description. So yeah, but I mean, the way he kind of samples like Elvis Presley, Dusty Springfield, yeah. and then he has Allison Krauss. And yeah. Ashley McBride as backup. I mean, if you guys don't know who those two are, you guys need to go do some research on your own because Ashley McBride is one of the few current country artists, kind of like a Jason Isbell yep. spectrum where they're just country music artists just making great, great music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're not getting enough recognition. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually listened to D. White's just a few of his songs. I think he came up on my Discover Weekly on Spotify. And I listened to a few of his songs for a while. I and I didn't even know he was on Easy Eye Sound. This is when I still knew Dan. I'm a huge Dan Arbach and Easy Eye Sound fan. I didn't even know he was on that uh, label until I finally looked at the album. And then I saw the album. I'm telling you, all the albums kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. You see the album, you're like, oh, this is an Easy Eye uh, record. I had to listen to the whole thing, and I listened to the whole thing. Thank God, and it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't think there's a single album on here that's that's bad in any means or average. I think they're all. They all sound unique and different. Yeah, you can retro. Make, the, make the claim that maybe this one particular is not for you. But exactly. You speak to the beauty of it and the production value in it and just the thought and time that this music took. I agree. I, I don't think there's a I don't think if you're if you consider yourself a music enthusiast, you can't find a, an album on Easy Eye Sound, at least one that you don't enjoy listening to. There's there's so much variety. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's go and move on to the next one, which is might potentially be my favorite one. It's Yola Walk Through Fire. Yola, dude, I love Yola so much. Another thing, I'll keep out. You guys will hear a lot me push these Tiny Desk concerts a lot, and I'm not kidding you. Yola is one of my all-time favorites. It's her, so they're obviously with COVID, they're not bringing everybody in. Yeah. So they're at home, and she's out in this garden. And she's just singing. There's no BS around her. And her and her voice and the power that she comes from her is just, I cannot mm. speak highly enough about Yola. And what I love about Yola is um, she, she sounds like a reincarnation of Aretha Franklin, honestly. Yeah. And um, it's weird because she's this 
British girl, but she's yeah. so much soul you would never be able to tell. Yeah, she's from England, dude. You'd have no idea. I had no idea she was from England. You oh. can't tell until she she did an interview. And I'm like, wait, yeah, I didn't know is she until, British? I didn't know until I watched that tiny desk and she was introducing herself. I was like, okay, Yolo. Again, right. again, a testament to Dan Arbach, uh, Arbach doing his research, finding artists that are truly talented and, and as passionate as him about music. And he found her all the way in England. Yeah. And brought her over to Nashville and, and did a, a kind of classic country soul album from, I would say, like the early 1970s. Well, if I'm not confused, she's been, she's gotten a lot of recognition for that. I know, like, I followed them on Instagram and she just won some award. I don't think it was like too big of an award, but I mean, mm -hmm. I know she's getting a lot of nominations, getting a lot of nods, and she's getting some recognition that is well, well deserved. It's one of the biggest albums that have come out on the label. It's one of the best albums that come out on the label. So I expect nothing less. It's absolutely phenomenal. If you like country music, if you like or, any music, if you like any music, uh, yeah, it's yeah, because there's some country tying to it. There's some soulful. There's like kind of like the way that they mix and produce. It has like some are kind of like poppier, boppier songs. You just kind of yeah. Like, and she does a killer, killer cover of what's that one Elton John song? Oh, goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Yep, 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 yep. That is an, another amazing cover that is hard to do. Man, Yola is awesome, man. And I think her she has two Donny Des, Tiny Desk concerts, right? Because I haven't seen that second one you're talking about. I've only seen the her first one. Well, then it must have been. I haven't seen the one out in the garden. Me too, then, yeah. Yeah. So I got to watch that now. Um, all right, on from Yola, we have Leo Bud Welch. The Angels in Heaven done Sign My Name. And this album is a lot like uh, Robert Finley's. Yeah. And it's very unique because it was actually released after Leo's death. And it drew from a lot of songs that he recorded with Dan um, when he was working on his arts album in 2017. So that this uh, studio, uh, that Easy Guy Studios has been around for a while. It just became a production label um, pretty recently. Right. But... Dude, it, it's really cool because he he recorded a lot of these songs and I didn't really plan on releasing an album. He just kind of recorded them. And uh, a lot of like it released after his death. And Dan even cited that a lot of his influence and knowledge on the music industry has uh, aided him in what direction he wanted to take this studio. And that's in a retro sounding studio and, and uh, albums that are going to last multi generations. Um it's a it's a phenomenal old school album. I, I if you like Robert Finley's, I definitely recommend listening to this. Um, and some of the interviews he does is just fantastic. You can tell he's a very down to earth guy and really cares about making great music. Yeah, I can't really speak to I, this one. I only gave a quick couple songs. It wasn't really for me, mm -hmm. but the anything that to do with the arcs, I usually give it the nod because also really do them. yeah we're definitely gonna make a video about that we're definitely gonna do the arcs which is dan's second band his stepchild his little stepchild super weird if you're into super weird psychedelic music you got to listen to the arcs man some of the yeah. best work i've ever i've ever listened to it's even me. though even though we're both kind of biased when it comes to very biased i will say right now anything that's to do with dan our back black he's the arcs i'm 100 biased and i'll stand by it i mean it's we we, we should say take everything we say with a grain of salt because it's this production label is Dan Arabucks, but tr seriously, truly, this music is fantastic. Music is very um, person to person and, and opinionative, but I'm telling you, this 
there, there's no way you're not going to find an album on here that you don't enjoy. I, I really believe that. I, I defy any person to go through their entire list and not find at least one song. One song you could. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, after Leo Bud Welch, we have Delane, get ready. We have the Black Keys. Uh, that's a rock. Right here, folks. That's all you Look need. Look at that. This is yeah. their limited edition one. Hang on. Let me, where's my, yeah, get yours. Look at this, folks. Like, come on. It's somewhere around here. Okay, I'll be it. back. I'll be back. Get it better. All right, so I'll get started anyways. This was their album after they took like a little five-year hiatus. Uh, they kind of just came together. They just needed some break. They were touring for I don't even know how many years in a row, just record tour, record tour, record tour. And you could even hear by the end of, I think it was, oh, uh, Turn Blue was their last album before that. There you go. Yeah, check this bad boy out. Look at that. I like the white. I really do. Like this. Dude. So sick. So I was sick. just telling them that this is their first album after they took the five-year hiatus after Turn Blue it was because they were just yep. super tired with the constant struggle of living life on the road. I know Pat what starting to settle down, having a kid, mm -hmm. stuff like that, and they just kind of needed a break. So then they finally came together. They're like, hey, let's go out and put out an amazing album. Yeah, dude. Did from top to bottom. I literally can't name a single song that wasn't just amazing. One thing it, that really sticks yeah. out to me is "Walk Across the Water," and uh, sit there and miss you, dude. My favorite line from "Walk Across the Water" is "Got me seeing colors that I've never seen." Every dude, love that song. Love mm -hmm. that song. The lyrics That's are really cool. Like we said, we showed you guys the album cover. It's just this. Yeah. This is the electrical chair, right? Yeah. They were sitting there in Nashville. They were kind of just like working on their album. They're like, what should we even call this thing? Mm. And they started going through the news. And they see this guy in Nashville. He's like, you just got sentenced to the death penalty. And as his last words, yep. he said, let's rock. And then they flipped on the chair. And then Dan and Pat were kind of looking at each other like, I don't think we have much of a choice at this point. So they just went with that as a record. And then, yeah. So I saw them on tour when they went, when after they released this. And these guys can still just rock. Dude. I mean, I can fill up another 30 minutes just talking about the Black Keys. But I know we can. I, just one thing I want to say about the Black Keys. Um, listen to their discography. They, they change sounds on not almost every album, but each album you can. From the beginning, when it was just Dan and, and Patrick, dude. Just a two-man yeah. band. Dan shredding guitar and singing, and then Patrick's going off on the drums. And they they're like a, they started in the garage band, the post-grunge era of rock in the early 2000s. And then, then they morph over the years, and then you get Brothers, you get Turn Blue, El Camino, these super upbeat, awesome Turn rock Blue albums that like blew them up. acid rock album where Brothers yeah. is just nonstop. Like that, that's where they really made their name is because they just – fit the script they were grinding and it, all of a sudden people just were into their music and they didn't they didn't change their sound it's not like they really sold our like 180 no themselves. no they just blew up they just happened to blow up they were they released brothers at the right time and it, it blew up yeah and it deserves to it's actually they fantastic actually, they did a re-release of it and they could put out three more songs of brothers oh really i didn't know that yeah that's one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, you do. It was my first record I ever bought. Was it? I think it was. It was definitely one of my first two. 
that was my first black keys album actually i listened to those brothers yeah that's because they got big and that's when i kind of found out about it but i was still young and naive and not really into music like i am I now but... me and you listened to them in africa just hours on end and remember the hype we had around let's rock we were so excited yes <laughs> for it to come out and you're we calling each other like every week just like excited about it yeah and it was hard man going five years without a black keys album album because they were grinding for 20 plus years on just dropping albums touring dropping albums touring dropping albums touring and for the first 10 years, man, they were just barely getting by. They were barely, they weren't selling that well and they were just making enough um, to get by. And they, they had to tour all the time just to make enough money to feed their families and keep going. Um, and that's exhausting. You can, you can see it on Dan's face that he's just um, exhausted. He's aged and he's exhausted and Patrick too. Um, I think one of the best, I've watched a lot of interviews with black keys and the best thing I ever heard them say was like, yeah, we used to drive from Ohio to New York city, go play one show just so we can have enough to get McDonald's on the way back. Yeah. Like, had to drive all that way just to get food. Yeah. They would, they would go to the next spot just to get gas money to go to the next spot and to get <laughs> gas money, go to the next spot. Um, okay. Not to get too off back uh, off topic. Let's go back to um the next one. Kendall Marvel. Yeah. Solid gold sounds. He's from, he's a native Houston, Texas native. So that's not far from where I'm from. I'm originally from Southeast Texas, the golden triangle. Um, so Houston's only like an hour and a half, two hours away, Max. Uh, yeah, I didn't really uh, listen to Kendall Marvel before this uh, album. He released, I think, a few EPs or one EP and then a few small little albums, kind of, I think, produced them by himself. And like, like we said, again, Dan Arbuck likes to find artists in different genres who are very low-key, but he thinks are really talented and passionate. And he found Kendall. And it's, this album is like a, I would say it's like an early 2000s, late 90s country sounding album. Yeah, because I know he was working on it for a while. He was in the country grind. And uh, yeah, I wrote down a note that he actually had written like 60 plus songs with one of our favorites, Chris Stapleton. Yeah. And he actually worked on uh, the Either Way song. Off oh, did he really? Yeah, he was co-writer on that. Wow. Yeah, song's phenomenal, even though I don't want to get too far into Chris Stapleton because he's kind of falling from the grace. Falling from grace with me, but um yeah it's uh if you like this is a very easy one of the i would say if you like country music and you're you're interested in easy eye sounds this is a very e easy album to get into pun intended <laughs> um uh it's it's very traditional country it sounds kind of like an alan jackson i would say like an alan jackson album from the mid 90s yeah, i get that I think it's, it's, it's super great my favorite song on there is uh let it go um phenomenal super smooth easy to listen to um what we got next is one of our favorites marcus king el dorado look you were already ready you were ready i knew it was coming up you're ready it's right here it's perfect it's I, perfect everything about this from a young's man i mean micah i don't know if you we both left home when we were 18 yeah we in the military we were kind of went and even though it's different than how he left to go produce like our and make music and follow his dreams yeah the first line is like Left my home when I was 17, looking for a young man's dream. Like mm -hmm. that just hits me and it just, every single thing. And then down to Beautiful Stranger, how he, it's just like a love ballad about some girl across the bar. He doesn't mean no, but he knows what he drinks or what she drinks. And everything about this album screams just good blues, soul music. And then even, he really likes to show off a little bit on the well with his guitar. Yes, man. And if you guys like this, he has another band called Marcus King. Or is it Mar the Marcus, Marcus King Band? 
Yeah, and they tour with like uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. They're more, yeah. I almost put them more bluesy rock than what this album offers, but I think this is a good lead into what they offer. Yeah, phenomenal. Marcus King is one of the great young artists of our generation that sadly not a lot of people listen to, but I feel like he's getting a lot of traction lately. This is one of the albums, like along with Yola, that kind of blew up a little bit too. Yeah, um, he's almost kind of on the opposite trend of Shannon Shaw and the Clams. I almost like him better solo than I did yeah. with the backing band. I feel like he really gets to show off his voice more. Exactly. That's what Dan does. He allows artists to come in and make the music they want to make. But mm-hmm. along with Dan's vast knowledge of music and all these albums he's producing lately, he's he's learning about how to how to just make good sound, how to take an artist's vision and and put it in an album and make it sound very fresh and unique yet retro at the same time it's it's really impressive Mm -hmm. um and then uh next we got this is i keep saying this is my favorite album but it's every single (laughs) ones are my favorite album i guess they're so good this this is definitely for sure it might be my it might be my favorite one you know i keep saying that uh early james singing for my supper this is the most you probably the most unique sounding album uh under the label what do you think delane i think so i really i can't say i've given him as much credit as i probably he deserves but once we established we're doing easy eye and i started going in on it Mm -hmm. i i can't even it's almost hard to formulate an opinion or describe him because of how unique he is yeah it's it really is kind of hard to describe i would say he's kind of like a bob a bob dylan a psychedelic bluesy Bob Dylan. That's how I would say. The, the song, like the lyricism in it, is amazing. Man, if you like James Bond uh, songs, like the James Bond intro songs, there's this song he has called Blue Pill Blues. Yeah. And, or no, sorry. Um, it doesn't really matter now. And it is the most James Bond esque song I've ever heard. It is phenomenal, man. The music video is great too. And his voice is just so raspy and raw and real. Dude, it's mm-hmm. man, I love this album. I love the album cover with him in the, the clouds. Cover, he's got the big mutton chops. He got the he's got, he's got giant mutton chops, man. And that just shows you another way of how Dan loves to put his art, like the art forecast what's coming up. He's like this guy with mutton chops, and there's a big cloud. Like, man, yeah, you don't know what you're really about to get into, and because you don't really know what yeah. it is. Man, I don't think mutton chops are trendy. I could be wrong, but again, they don't care about things that trend. And I, mutton chops, I don't think are on there. Um, I think they're making a comeback. Mutton chops? You thinking about bringing them back? Yeah, I think so. You know, I'm looking at you right now, and it does look like something's missing. I think you could throw some mutton chops on there. I don't think it would hurt anything. It couldn't. I'm still in the military, unfortunately. I can't grow mutton chops. No. Uh, you got out, so. Not gonna say not gonna say anything else about that. Just gonna move it on. <laughs> um, next, John Anderson years, and I know a lot of old country music enthusiasts know who John Anderson is. Mm-hmm. Seminal Wind, Swinging, a lot of it was like 1958, 1953. I can't remember the name of that song, but um, uh, Dan Arbach grew up a big John Anderson fan throughout the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s so he got in contact with him and asked him if he wanted to do a record and he thank god john anderson came back and he took a break from music for a while Mm -hmm. but came back with dan in nashville and made this 
amazing record. It, it's John. It's easily John Anderson's best work to date. Um, have you listened to it, Delane? I have, and I think it also speaks. I mean, we can keep saying how much like all the great thing Dan does. But one thing I really do appreciate, and we'll get touch on it a little bit later, but he just brings these guys who kind of take a break from music. They got kind of sick of like the grind, you know, yep. got sick of producing the same BS all the time. So they bring someone back like a John Anderson or like a John Prine. They worked with a lot. And we'll yep. touch later another artist that they he essentially brought back from the dead. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. And he'll take these guys and like revitalize their sound or get back to like why they truly started music. It seems like, like I feel sure. like a lot of artists kind of like skew away from why they like originally started or what kind of music they're originally into. And this is kind of like a reality check for them. They come back, they get back in the studio with a producer who just wants to let them produce whatever they want with freedom. And yeah. they come out with gold. Yeah. You can see how, as we're moving into the later albums that, uh, Easy Eye kept getting the bubble of them kept getting bigger and the outreach just continued to grow. And he did it with a lot of unknown artists. And then he, you start bringing in people like John Anderson mm-hmm. and the next album we're talking about, it might be a little uh, shocking to you who he brings in. Yeah. It was shocking uh, to me when I first heard the super yeah. shocking. I remember when you texted me about it, I was like, what this guy, no way. Yeah. Like why would you, why would Dan tarnish his reputation with this guy? What's yeah. yeah, exactly. But no, well, cause we only knew, Maybe you guys can guess back at home, but I only knew him from the one song. Yeah, and same. Being on a really, <clears throat> really crappy reality TV show. <laughs> so, so I was like, what, what's Dan bringing this guy on here for? Yeah, that's <laughs> They're the freaking... <laughs> yeah. The turnaround, you see him coming out, mean mugging. Oh, man. Yeah, if, if, you, if you can't guess from the turnaround on the chair, then... You'll, you'll find out pretty soon. But one thing before we go into that artist, I want to say about John Anderson's years is to me, it's the equivalent of Johnny Cash's Hurt, that album. It's a song kind of at the end of the, the artist's life journey. I know uh, John Anderson isn't in the best of health, and it was, it was even hard for him to record this album. Some of my teeth, whatever. But years years is a perfect name for the album because it goes in depth of his his music career his life um and why he took a break from music for a little bit and if you like if you're an older listener and you grew up listening to um john anderson it's a it's a very true and authentic to his type of music but the again it's the production and background sounds that dan arbuck provides with these artists it just elevates them into a, a, a different level. Yeah. Like you, you can take a great artist and with a great voice and, and do amazing work, but it, it's the, the orchestrated background music that Dan is so good at. Like you even have, like there's psychedelic vibes and guitar strings and like a kind of a, a choir uh, background like vocals in, in a John Anderson album. Yeah. And it still sounds like John Anderson. Yeah. And like the, the production value I, like i've listened to so much so many of these albums lately you can hear dan's touch in all of these albums and what he brings and just makes them better he just makes them a lot better um and then next as we were hinting at believe it or not CeeLo green CeeLo green and CeeLo green is thomas calloway which is his real name yeah i don't i i can't speak highly enough about this i keep saying that but i'm telling you dude like i did not think that CeeLo green truly had <laughs> no 
a soulful no. bone in his body. I mean, all everybody no. knows the song F you, right? Or forget yeah. if you want the clean version. Yeah. Or crazy. But, yeah. I mean, crazy with Niles Barkley. Like that was like that was a good song. And I really, really got into Niles Barkley for a while. And then it kind of was like the same thing we're talking about, John Anderson. These guys just kind of, in my opinion, at least, I'm obviously I'm not a musician or popular one. So <clears throat> I feel like these guys just kind of get in the trend of, okay, what sells? What's this? What's that? And he just brings them back down to earth and says, no, what kind of music do you want to make? Yep. And then he just comes out with this dynamite soul blues, just amazing album. And the song that I probably had on the entire summer was People Watching. Great song, man. It's, it's almost a, a country. Song. It's almost a country song. And it's just fun. It's not anything too deep. He's literally just sitting there. The whole song is him sitting on a front porch, drinking beer and just watching people. Yep. And it's great. And it's a great song. It doesn't need to be, not every single song needs to be this big, long. Yeah. It can just be a good song. I think my one of my favorite songs on the album is um, Little Mama about his daughter. Now she's growing up and had his love towards her. And he was worried about how she was going to grow up. Um, but she turned out all right. It's just great. And I, I love the name of the album too. CeeLo Green is Thomas Calloway. It's yeah. a, it's him saying, this is the music I've always wanted to make, but it, it's hard to make. It's hard to sell that type of sound to large production labels. But like we said, Dan, Dan doesn't care. He, he wants to bring in artists who are passionate about a very certain type of music and he wants to let them make their own music, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why we love this, this Easy Eye studio so much. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to say uh, about CeeLo Green before we move on to the next one? I like all his tattoos. I, I like his tattoos as well. I do like his tattoos. He is a cool guy. I, I he in that what he's in the voice, right? So I didn't really I didn't really well before I listened to this album, I didn't really care about him. So I would see him I'm like, oh whatever. He's just big dude. I don't really care. I do but. like I do like Gnarls Barkley a lot. They're actually pretty good little group they got going on. Yeah, the only one that really ever hit was crazy. You get to really dive into their deep cuts to figure out some of that good stuff. But. That is a good song, but it was just overplayed, man. Just so yeah. overplayed. Just ugh. well. We anyways, another, we another episode on Gnarls Barkley. If we want. I would, yeah, that'd be fun. See, we have so many ideas, Delane. Um, anyways, we have Zella Day. Where does the devil hide? Which I actually didn't make it to this album. Did you listen to this, Delane? I can speak very well. Okay, thank Hitler God. They're on one song. Purple Haze. Oh, and she I, covers it? <clears throat> no, not. It's an original? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's like, a, it's pretty much just her. <clears throat> now, granted, I live in Colorado, so it's all legal, but it's really just talking about her sitting back on a Sunday, just like smoking and like kind of just like letting, having a perfect like Sunday afternoon. And it's like kind of like that doo-wop, but more poppy yeah delicate feel to it and I, I really really like her i'm excited to see what her and dan can do together because she's i'd put her on the outskirts of the easy eye record mm-hmm. like group like she doesn't fit the script as much as the other ones yeah i mean i got vibes of that kind of sound just from looking at the the record the record cover yeah it's um, just her in the all white and then she's just like kind of like kneeling down yeah, I definitely want to get into that from how you described it. It's a it's an EP, so it's not too long. You can probably finish it all pretty quick, but 
I'm telling you, that is one of my, it's just like a good party song. Like yeah. You're just sitting there chilling all day, like throw that on. And you're just kind of be bopping around doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last one that's been released recently, uh, pretty recently last year is Aaron Frazier, uh, who's actually the drummer from a band called Duran Jones and the Indicators. I know you're a big fan of them. I'm a huge fan of them. Yeah. Go ahead <clears> and talk about it. Well, I mean, I just like the sound like uh, I'm grew up on like the old school, like kind of soulful, like Motown area and like the really like powerful horn sections. That's why I get into like other bands, like I mentioned earlier, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, Nathaniel Bailiff mm-hmm. and the Night Sweats, which we really like. Mm-hmm. But it's that similar thing. They just have these horn sections and a powerful voice and just high energy with deep meaning. It's just you put them all together. It's a really hard combination to screw up. Yeah. Their song Long Way Home is so spectacularly great. Yeah. Um, but Aaron Fraser, this album, if you like Pharrell Williams, then you'll definitely like this album. It's a very classy, it feels very classy. Um, he sounds like he's always he's always got his thing going on, you know. He's it's smooth. It's kind of like oh, it feel like almost kind of feels like the Bee Gees as well. He has a very light falsetto voice and he just sounds like a cool guy like this all the songs just sound like he's just wearing sunglasses leaning back in a car driving he parks it he throws the keys to the valet and he just walks in you just sound like a badass when you listen yeah. to this record um and it's, it's like i say like dan finds these guys he finds the drummer for duran jones and indicators who sing he's uh aaron frazier actually sings a few songs or parts of songs uh mm-hmm. of some of their albums but dan's giving him the chance to make his own full length album and it's spectacular man it's 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 absolutely great um so that'll bring us to the all the 17 albums no we're missing one micah what did i miss oh (laughs) i forgot to put dan the man's on there man that's easy i right there started it out leave it up there delane put put it back up yeah let's get there right this is the first album that dan released yeah, and then lean it up. See how retro it looks? It looks super retro, and all of them kind of based off this template. And you can see, let me point this way. You can see the Easy Eye yeah, right Studios here. Uh, sound, or Easy Eye Sound, sorry, on the, on the bottom. One thing that's really cool about this album. Then we can yeah, let's get let's dive into this one. Well, I'm glad we saved this for last. The back first. There you can see, that's the Easy Eye record. Yeah, super simple, small place in the middle of nowhere in Nashville. It's like in the back of the city. You can even actually see, he's one of my favorites. You can see John Prine right back there. Yeah, look at John Prine, the legend himself, rest in peace. Um, man, this, I'm I'm so glad you saved me on this one, Delane. It's, it's, How did you forget this one? It's one of my favorite albums of all time. It. Let's just, go down, let's just go down the front and back. Let's Waiting go down. On a song. Waiting on a song. The music video, if you haven't seen it, please watch it. It's like Dazed and Confused. But in a, in a, it's like it tells a little story just like that. And it's, it, man, he's just sitting there. It's a song about waiting for a song to hit him so he can write a song. And it's, yeah, he's just literally wait, writing an entire song about wanting to write an entire song. Yeah. He was, it's literally, that's what he was doing. He was, he was trying to come up after taking a break from the Black Keys. He wanted, he was waiting for some type of sound to hit him. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what it, it just hit him. And about him. Yeah. Malibu Man. Malibu Man, dude. This is a song. If you have sunglasses, you kick them out like this, you throw them on, you get, you just start walking like a badass. I don't care if it's at night. You're putting sunglasses on for this song. 
Man, that song is so groovy. I don't care if you have been landlocked in North Dakota your entire life. You are going to go want to buy a, a surfboard, move to California, and just be the coolest guy ever. Man, that's it's song. I, I even listen to it when I'm like warming up in the gym because I just you just feel so groovy. You know, you feel good. It makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah, man. The living whole, in sin. Living in sin, man. So let's just talk about the whole sound of the album. It's a, it's a very, like the other ones, it's very retro sounding out of the like ni- late 1960s, uh, 70s singer-songwriter albums. And it's super groovy. Mm-hmm. So groovy. There's a lot of influence from his work with the Arcs in this album as well. But it's like an old sounding, groovy, retro, fun album. Yeah. And it just sounds so damn good, man. Like his, what he established the sound he established in this is found in all the other Easy Eye Sound albums. It really paved the way, and let it was more of a statement, in my opinion. It's like his yeah. statement, like, "Hey, listen, like nothing like against the Black Keys because that's his love child." But he said, "This is Dan Auerbach. Yes, this is what I have to say, and this yes. is what I'm projecting on my record uh, label. Like, this is what our sound is going to be." You couldn't have said it any better, man. That's that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It it sets the tone for the entirety of the of the production company yeah you listen to waiting on a song and then you know what you get into with all the others do 100 percent. and then it it's all kind of groovy boppy but then it just shows his writing capabilities when he breaks it down in never my wildest dreams yeah just very strict song just him yeah. and the guitar man man such a great song great record i'm glad and then that kind of going from very beginning to very end with the middle in the middle but like you were saying about the concord records oh yeah Con- so this just this news just came out last week so this is the perfect time to start this podcast so easy i uh, sound is partnering with concord record label which is a much larger um company to release 12 new records in 2021 mm-hmm. so easy i sound keeps a lot of their stuff under wraps so don't really know what's coming out until it comes out uh until like a few weeks before it comes out but we're getting 12 new records from the company this year. So that's very exciting. So if you listen to a lot of these albums and you enjoy them, you have a lot to look forward to this year uh, along with us. Yeah. I'm, I know I'm for a fact, I'm looking forward to it right now. I'm so excited because who, who else do you think he's going to pull from, from kind of like down, like they were famous and they kind of like went away and they come back, you know, it'd be interesting to see who he, who he picks up. Who would you like to see him pick up? If you could choose an artist down and out artist yeah down and out or just just take some artist and i know i know one person you would love you would love if harry styles made a record with him yeah i bet it'd be fantastic it would be no i don't like everybody i don't like much pop music but harry styles is a very very rare exception yeah or maybe like uh or some maybe like a christina aguilera like just an old somebody who has like a yeah powerful great voice, but I agree. Just needs a little help with the production value and exactly maybe- yeah. Let Dan take care of that. Just just sing, just sing, <laughs> just sing. And I dude, they can make an amazing like doo woppy sounding. I would assume she's made a few old school kind of sounding songs that blew up. I would assume that a uh, a full length Zella Day is coming our way. That probably is, yeah. Uh, after well, yeah, EP, else, I can just I'm starting to write them off now, like a Margot or a Maggie Rogers. Yes. A Margo Price, 
Brittany Howard, uh, even Phoebe Bridgers that would do really well with under him. Dude, you know who I'd love to see work with Dan? Leon Bridges. Can you imagine that album? It'd be, It'd be oh insane. my God. They'd be perfect for each other. Well, because Leon is so good at innovating his style. Yeah. He comes from that same root of just good, good soul music. Yeah. He's a Texas native as well, so that benefits. That sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that's pretty much going to cover it for Easy Eye Sound. Um, my overall my overall opinion of the studio, as if you can't if you can't tell, is uh, overwhelmingly positive. And um, I think this was important first episode. Mm-hmm. It kind of establishes the kind of music a that we're getting into, and b the wide variety, much like Easy. I agree. Focuses, um, I agree. They don't care. Like we, it's the same with CeeLo Green and John Anderson and all everybody else. Like they don't really. As long as the music that's coming out is good and meaningful. That's all we are looking for. Couldn't have said any better, Delane. I agree. Very authentic, organic studio who makes, who takes artists and lets them make their own music. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to, anything you want to add for we, for we close this show? No, I'm just looking forward to seeing what else we can get going. Yeah, me too. So um, next week we're bringing on a guest. Have I told you that? Uh, news to me who are we bringing on we're bringing on one of our good old pals from england as well Corey nato are we yeah we're bringing him on so i came up with this idea i don't know why i didn't talk to you about it um probably should have left this discussion to behind the camera <laughs> uh but um yeah i think i want what one thing uh i want to do and i know you're going to be down for this because you're such a cool guy is i want to bring on guests every now and then and let them pick an album and then we dissect it or pick a topic or an artist and we, we dissect that album or, or artist, whatever the topic is. And we talk about it. And the good thing is, is me and Delane have a lot in common with music, but there's things that he likes that I don't like. And there's definitely things that I like that he doesn't like, which yeah. is good. We want variety. And that's, that's why I think it's, it's important to bring people says, on. Every time that Micah says something, I'm not going to be a, like a little yes man. Like, Oh no, I really like this country. Some of his music sucks. I'll be a saying, <laughs> I'm confident in some of my stuff. Michael says the same thing. <laughs> yeah that's why i'm the hippie and he's the cowboy i guess exactly yeah we both bring our own side to um our our own perspective and sides to sounds and i think that's why it's important to bring on people as well and cool. what music speaks to them i'm looking forward to that yeah so i think with that we're going to close it um yeah. we're going to throw in some social media plugins at the end you can follow me at the colin a no spaces on twitter it's like the only social media platform I have. And you can also subscribe to the channel to keep up uh, with our weekly videos. We're going to have one video a week. That's what we're aiming to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Delane, anything you want to plug in? Uh, all I really got is Instagram. Uh, it's Delane D. Young. Pretty okay. But other than that, not a whole lot. All righty, guys. That's going to close the first video. Thank you for watching. Delane, Thanks, guys. thank you so much for joining me on this show. I- I'm... I'm so excited for the future of this, and this is long, long overdue. Yes, it is. Am I not right? 100% right. I'm looking forward to it, too. Okay, that's going to be it. Thanks, guys, for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Ain't don't care about no trends. They don't care about songs.